What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 23, and I know I promised you guys we were going to do the uh, 20 myths of 2020. I was going to go through examine.com's article on that that I found super intriguing, really interesting, and I was excited to share with you guys, and I am going to do that, but I'm going to push it to next week just because I got more excited about another topic as seems to happen quite often, <laughs> but I promise you we'll get into that one. But on this episode, um, I want to go back to the making of an Olympian series, and I want to talk about Olympians endure crushing defeat. And uh, this is kind of coming a little bit in reaction to Houston. So I don't know if you guys are following along the results at Houston, but you know Sarah um, just had an amazing day, felt great, ran a personal record, broke sixty nine minutes for the first time, and. Uh, to be honest, like we weren't really trying to run fast at this race. I was, t- I was talking to someone before the race. I was like, this is kind of a weird race, you know? Like, there was a bunch of Africans in there who were supposed to go out in like 65 minute pace. Um, you're trying to hit 65 minutes for the half marathon. So, we weren't really planning on going with that and weren't really trying to get a personal record because we're right in the middle of marathon training. And typically, if you're racing in the middle of marathon training, I never raced well in half marathons in my buildups. My legs were just always trash. And we didn't back down for this one. So we weren't really going for a personal best. Um, but uh, Sarah ended up running a personal best, getting under 69 minutes, which was really cool, really fun to watch. I was out on the bike, um, biking around on a little city bike, screaming at her most of the way. And uh, it was cool, too. I got to check in on my run-free athletes uh, who were chasing Olympic trials qualifying marks. So for women, the uh, trials mark was 245. So really solid pace you got to hit. You got to average 617 pace. Had three ladies chasing that standard. Had been working with them for a while to go after this mark. And all of them were super fit, looking really good. Had excellent chances of going after. You know, like having been through the marathon a few times myself and now having coached a bunch of athletes through it i see over and over again like results or workouts that predict results so get a pretty good idea of when athletes are capable of hitting a certain time and all my athletes were definitely ready to to hit that time and uh you know it was interesting some of them ran like one ran nancy big shout out to nancy she ran like a four minute personal best but just missed out on olympic trials mark so you know a little bittersweet to get a personal best run really well and still be a little bit short and then uh, two of my other athletes just had off days and that is just man part of running and it can be so crushing right it's like you prepared for this you're ready your training's gone well your markers are showing that you're ready to like hit this big dream goal that you have and then you get out there and your body's just like not functioning for whatever reason and there's always you know usually a plethora of probable causes but sometimes it's like you can't even identify like you're just off and that can be a really hard thing to take so i kind of wanted to address that because i've been through that so many times myself when i was thinking through like different stories i could tell you guys to illustrate this throughout my career i was like i could talk about this time i could talk about this time like this has happened to me so many times so i want to start with that and i often do start with this but just that like this is part of the journey like having big goals and going after big goals like you suffer some crushing crushing defeat sometimes i remember the first time this kind of happened to me i was trying to break four minutes for the mile in high school that was my big goal my big dream i'd written in 
written it in cement with my dad over the summertime. We'd pour a little slab of cement in our backyard and we'd write our goals on there. And uh, this was like my dream, you know, like I was going after this thing for four years with everything inside me. And I remember it ended one day in Maine. I was doing a race out. I forget exactly where in Maine it was, but it was like my last chance to try to break four. They were like kind of setting up the race for me. It was a pro race with a bunch of guys in there and they're going to drag me along. It's perfect setup, good conditions to run. And uh, I remember I was like there, I was on pace through halfway and then just gradually started to fall off, fall off and then just tanked the last lap and didn't run well at all. But I remember on that cool down, I went and jogged by myself and just like collapsing in this grass field all by myself and just feeling so shattered. I was like, I just poured everything inside of me chasing this goal for the last four years and look what it got me. I'm sitting in a field by myself, like sulking about, about this, you know, and I felt so crushed, you know, and so hurt by running, to be honest. Like it felt like it had let me down, you know, like I felt like you hear this over and over again, that if you like pour yourself into this and you go after this goal with everything inside you and you do everything right, like you can achieve whatever, anything is possible, you know, and there's like some truth to that, but also the crushing side of that can be that you don't, you do everything right and you don't get your goal. Like that is a very real reality of what can happen. And that's what obviously why like focusing on the process is so important and taking joy in the process, joy in every single day, not making it about the outcome is so, so important. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast and in the run free community. But you know, even then, like even with having a proper perspective, like still when you go after a big dream and it doesn't happen, like it hurts and it can feel like it's crushing your soul. And that's okay. Like that is a part of going after big goals and big dreams. I remember my pastor um, at Bethel Church, I think it was Eric Johnson was saying this. He's like, if you if you develop, if you're going to be a big dreamer, you got to develop, or maybe it's Chris Valton. Anyways, saying like, if you're going to be a big dreamer, you got to develop an equally big side of you that is resilient and able to get back up after defeat. So that's what I want to talk about in today's episode is Olympians endure crushing defeat. So in 2004, I was in college at Stanford as a junior, and uh, it was coming off the wake of a really good cross-country season and really didn't have... I shouldn't have been dreaming about making it to the Olympics. Uh, you know, I hadn't been running that those kind of times on the track to even be thinking about it. Like, it would have been a miracle long shot if I would have made the team at best. But, like, I'm a huge dreamer and always have been, you know. So I had this dream, and I had this dream for years and years. I had a countdown uh, my freshman year in my dorm. I think it was like... It's like 900 days out from the Olympics or something. And every morning I'd get up and I'd take a day off of that countdown. It was like this huge countdown, like a really big one that I had in my dorm room. So I saw it every day, every morning, you know. And so it was so intense, though, like every single morning being like one less day to the Olympics, one less. It's like some, it's kind of funny now to think about it. It seems like way over the top intense, but that's kind of how I am, too. That's kind of how I roll. I'm like really in and really out. But anyways... Um, so just everything was like built up around this, the 2004 Olympics, like I had Olympic rings written on every piece of like school, uh, books and uh, calendars and like it. I just wrote my goal everywhere so I'd see it all the time, you know, and was just going after this thing with everything inside me and 
I ended, long story short, ended uh, with me and my little brother Chad uh, in a van down by the river, uh, sleeping out overnight, camping out in Sacramento, watching the Olympic trials, uh, track trials, and watching Sarah compete in those track trials. And I was like hurt, not running, like put on a bunch of weight in the off season. And that's, that's how my dream ended, you know? So all that to say, like, it's just, this is part, this is running. This is chasing big dreams. Like this is a part of the process that sometimes you go after something with everything inside you and you end up in a van down by a river eating, uh, what were we eating? We were in like tortillas with cold cheese and tapatio. I think that was our meal of choice. Like it was bare bones living for sure. <laughs> and that's how it ends sometimes. And you got to keep picking yourself back up. I mean, that was my dream to like go to the Olympics, right? So like to me at that time, it felt like this is never going to happen. Like I just put everything, like I have nothing left to give. I put everything into going after the 2004 Olympics and it I didn't even make it to the trials. Like to me at the time, it was so crushing. It was like, it's over. Like my journey is over. Like I'm not going to get better than this. Like this is where it ends. That's, that's how crushing it felt to me at the time. And that is okay. But how do we pick ourselves back up from those moments? And having gone through some of those, so many of those moments myself, I've really had to dig in deep inside me and look to the Bible, look to inspiration to get me through those moments. So I want to just share briefly with you guys three key things that helped me get back up when I found myself going through soul-crushing defeats. So the first one, oh man, comes from this Bible verse, and it's Proverbs 24, 16. It says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. And this verse has like perplexed me for a long time. I remember reading it like, I don't even remember the first time I read it, but it was a long time ago. And I just found it to be really interesting. It's like, well, what, any verse that's talking about like rising again, like I want to figure that out, you know, because I, I have big dreams and I find myself down in the dumps, like trying to pick myself up over and over and over again. And so I want to figure this out. So what is it about being righteous that allows you to get back up? Because it's, it's strange to me like that they chose that word. Like you don't think of righteous people as falling. Like you think like that's what makes you righteous is that you don't fall, you know? So I was really intrigued with this verse and really spent a lot of time like praying on it, meditating on it, chewing on it with God, asking questions with God. And uh, it's really pretty simple now that I look at it. But um, what I've kind of learned after chewing on this one is it's your identity as being righteous that allows you to get back up. So it's how you see yourself. So how do you see yourself in that moment when you're down in the dumps and you're going through that crushing defeat? How do you see yourself? And that's why like when I dropped out of Stanford and came back to Stanford and was really struggling um, and started asking God the question, how do you see me right now? That's why it was so instrumentally powerful in me being able to pick myself back up anymore. Because my problem is when I was down in the dumps, like I saw myself as a failure. When you see yourself as a failure, like there's no getting up because failures don't get up, right? Failures stay down and they give up. And I would be down in the dumps and I'd just be seeing myself like and telling myself inside my mind, like you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure. 
and that would I'd just be beating myself up and I could never get back up when I was in that state. So learning to ask the question to God, like, how do you see me right now is what allowed me to get back up. So it's just be having an identity as being righteous doesn't mean you never fall. It just means seeing yourself that way allows yourself to get back up. So it's kind of like this whole idea of like, what do you believe about yourself? And I, I, I'm with you guys. I've been there before that like, I don't always see myself in, in the proper way, but this is a, just a great, this verse is a great reminder to me of like asking God that question. How do you see me right now? Cause when we see how God sees us, that's one of the most empowering beliefs we can create because like God sees us through the lens of Jesus, through what he did on the cross for us. He sees us as righteous. And oftentimes, like I don't see myself as righteous, but he sees me that way. So if I can adopt his view of me, then that's the empowering thing. That's like, no, this is like not who I am. I am not a failure. So I'm going to get back up right now. So that's the first thing is identity and, uh, and seeing your true self, and seeing how powerful you are in that moment when you are down in the dumps. The next thing that allowed me to get myself back up over and over again was just falling back on like the original vision of my running. And that's why I think it's so important. It doesn't matter like if your goal is to become an Olympian or just to run your first 5K. Like it really doesn't matter what your goal is. You just need to know like what is your purpose for being out there and what is your vision. And, uh, and you can create that vision yourself too. It doesn't have to be something that's like divinely imparted. I mean, I, I felt like in my, in my own running, I did feel like a word from God when I was 13 years old. And you guys probably know the story, so I'm not going to tell it again. But the whole run around the lake and feeling like God told me, give me a gift to run with the best guys in the world. Like I had that, that vision. But um, you can create that too and make your running so meaningful and so impactful and so that's why I always encourage people like, like, you know, we have our, the whole steps foundation and we run for that cause. Cause that's what pulls on Sarah and my heart is just knowing that the poverty in, in the world today is, um, can be something that can be fixed during our lifetime. And there's, if we all come together and we all do our part, like we can bring health and wellness to everyone. Like we have the resources to do that. And so like, that's what gets us fired up. And, uh, but like, what is it for you? Like it, running for a cause, running for someone else, running for out of love. We've talked a lot about that in the podcast is so, so powerful and so motivating. So you can like create your own vision in a way like you can make your running about more than you just finishing your first 5K or hitting that Boston qualifier, or making the Olympic team. Like you can make it as deep and meaningful as you want it to be by partnering with Team World Vision or, you know, like uh, some type of like, I don't know, there's there's a cause and a charity for pretty for so many things that you can partner with out there. So like, what is it that pulls on your heart? What in the world do you want to see fixed? Um, and you can get behind that. And it can be even just like, I run to I encourage and love other people in my local running club. Like, like that is amazing, you know? And there's nothing wrong too with running for like, I wanna qualify for Boston. Like having those external goals, I think is great. But that's what I talk about in my book, Run the Mile You're In, is having these internal goals because we can control those. We can hit those every single time. 
So I think it's important to have this balance of like internal goals, but then still have like external goals that are fun to chase and go after. Like there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, wanting to qualify for the Olympics or yeah, like I said, hit that time. But just knowing like what is your vision for your running? What is your purpose behind it? And then falling back on that whenever you find yourself questioning, what am I doing out here right now? Why am I putting myself through this? Why should I get back up when I just spent all this time, resources, everything inside of me, I poured into this goal and look where it got me. Like, I'm, I, I, I missed, you know? And relying on that vision to be like, this is what's going to allow me to get back up because that's what I had to do over and over again. Because I, I stopped running. I retired from running probably like 100 times throughout my career, you know, where I was like, that's it, I'm done. And then I'd take some time, I'd reflect back on like, okay, like what do I know for sure that God told me to do with my running? What was the vision behind my running and have I accomplished that? And if the answer is no, like I got to keep moving forward. And what also too is nice about the vision is then when you do get to the end of your journey, like I got to the end of my running, there was a point where I was like, well, like, yeah, like there's some things that you know, maybe I could have done uh, that I would have liked to experience that I could have taken this vision a little bit deeper. Like there wasn't like a clear ending in the vision where it was like, well, once you compete in the Olympics, then you're, you've done it and you're good. You can move on. It was more like, you know, the, the vision that I have is you're around with the best guys in the world, but I didn't know exactly, you know, when to stop with that until like I got further further along in my career and I was looking back on the last four years and then I could kind of be kind of see like yeah you know I did I did do I did complete the vision so and then that was nice because it gave me a nice sense of um, you know it's, it's okay now to move on into the next season of life so visions are just so so important you know there's um, that verse in the Bible says that where there's no vision the people perish and I think that is so important that we have that vision. We know what it is clearly in our mind. Like someone asks us, like, why do you run? You can answer that question, like, without even thinking about it. You're just like, you have that. You're like, I know exactly why I'm running. Because you guys know, like, we all have our moments out there. You're out running, you're suffering in a race or training, and things are not clicking. And you have those thing moments where you're just like, what am I doing out here right now? Oh, I've asked myself that question so many times. Um, a very normal question to have, but we need to have a response at the ready for that. So, you know, if you don't have that clear vision, I really encourage you guys, like, take some time and, like, write it down. Like, it's powerful when we write stuff down. Like, what is the purpose of my running? And figure that out and have, like, two or three different purposes, you know? Have an external purpose, a goal, a time, a, something that you're chasing physically. And then have an internal purpose, you know, something that you want to experience inside of you. Um, something that running is allow you to grow in internally that's going to transfer to all the rest of your life. And then have another purpose that is, like, outside of you that's about loving other people. I think if you have like those three aspects of a vision, you're gonna find your running to be really deeply satisfying and fulfilling whether or not you you know capture that physical component or not. So the last thing I think that allowed me personally to get back up um, after repeated failure is, is finding hope. And I love this uh, quote that uh, I found. And it says this, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. And that's 
Desmond Tutu. I don't know if I said that right. Sorry if I botched that. <laughs> but I, I love this quote. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. I felt like this so many times when I'm really low and really going through really hard times. And you feel like so much, so much darkness. But there's always just like a little glimmer of hope. So can you like reflect back on say your buildup say you were going after the olympic trials time uh, at houston or phoenix or wherever can you reflect back on your training and be like yeah like i didn't get it i was off like i'm so bummed out right now but can i reflect back on and remember like that one workout that showed me like i this is inside me like i can do this like i remember that 20 by a k or 15 mile threshold or that long run that I did where things were just clicking and I was running effortlessly and I was running race pace for a while. Like, can you fix your mind on that? So this is like a shift in perspective, right? It's like, instead of focusing on the failure, we're, we're changing our perspective and we're finding that little bit of hope, that little bit of light. And now like, we're going to focus on that, like, like a laser and be like, I know the result is telling me, no, you can't do this, but let me just fix my eyes on that one workout or maybe it's a couple workouts. And that's why like in my book, uh, Run the Mile You're In, I talk about how important it is to build those monuments around our successes, you know, to really like be able to remember and recall those moments when things were clicking when you were just like floating through the forest feeling like a million bucks and it's feeling effortlessly like if in those really low moments you can just shift your perspective to that tiny bit of light that is surrounded by all the darkness like you can let that light envelop you and it can completely shift what's going on inside of you and you can begin to just grab onto this little tiny seed of hope and just let it grow and grow and grow and i think hope i I like to end on this one because i think hope is the most important thing that we can find when we're going through those moments where our soul is shattered when we have just lost our goal sorry quick pause for the dramatic whatever is something's crawling on my roof right now at 6 (laughs) a.m anyways set so let's just go after that like if you guys are going through hard times if you've just seen your your goal shattered remember who you are remember your identity remember like ask the question to god like if you believe in god like ask him this question how do you see me right now and adopt his perspective of you next thing is fall back on your vision if you don't have a vision like create a vision right now like get off this podcast write down like my vision for my running is and like i I mentioned make a internal vision make a external a physical goal that you're chasing vision and then what was the third one i said internal external oh and then about loving other people um part of your vision and then lastly just find that little tiny glimmer of hope i know it's there i know you can reflect back on that moment in your running where everything was clicking and you just felt like a million bucks grab on to that little tiny seed of hope and just let that thing grow all right guys 
short one today, but I hope that encourages you guys. Um, this might be one that you know you have to pull out when you know if you. I hope that you never go through a, a soul crushing defeat like I've gone through so many times with your running, but it's very likely to happen at some point. Like this is something that um, I don't think I'm the only Olympian to go through it. I think. <laughs> almost every single Olympian has gone through one of those moments where you're like, man, I'm just not good enough. Like, I just don't have what it takes. I just put every, all myself into this thing and it wasn't enough. I think every Olympian has gone through a moment like that. So you're not alone in that in that journey. And I hope that these uh, three keys have been helpful for you to be able to pick yourself back up. So until next time, guys, I promise next time we're going to get back into that the 20 myths of... 2020 it's gonna be super interesting so stay tuned for that and uh happy training all right guys